Hello and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Well, hello and welcome back. If you've been following along for a while now, then you know we've read our way through the Old Testament. We've learned much about God and who He is and how He moves and acts throughout history. If anything, we've learned that God is very much involved with His people here on earth, that He has a plan and a purpose for those who are His, for those who choose to follow Him. From the time Adam and Eve chose to disobey God in the Garden of Eden, God was working out a plan to restore all that went wrong that day. God had a plan even before Adam and Eve sinned because he knew it would happen and he knew we would need saving from sin. At the center of God's plan was one person, one person who could save us. God looked to his only son, Jesus, and willingly chose to offer his one and only son to come to earth to save us. As you know, we learned many things about earthly kings, especially the kings of Israel, the kings who had rebellious and prideful hearts who could not possibly save Israel or anyone for that matter from their sin. No earthly king was able to fix the wrong that happened that day in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. There was only one option, one king, one heavenly king who would be able to do it. And so God began to give clues to his prophets to speak to the Israelites about this coming king. He would be a king like no other. When God made covenant with Abraham and told him that he would be the father of a great nation, little did Abraham know that God's plan was to send his only son, Jesus, to be one of Abraham's descendants. Jesus would be born within the nation of Israel. He would be an Israelite, born within the covenant God made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He would be the coming king. When God told Abraham so long ago that his family would become a great nation and that this nation would be a blessing to other nations, he meant that Jesus would come to offer salvation to all nations, to every tribe and every tongue who would call upon his name. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua, Deborah, David, Esther, and all the great men and women of the Israelite nation only had a glimpse of what was to come. Could they even imagine that God would send his own son? That Jesus, God himself, would take on the appearance of a man and live and walk among us? God gave clues throughout the Old Testament that pointed to a coming king. A Messiah, he was called, an anointed one who would come and save them. Little did they know that that Messiah would be Jesus, God's only son, that God himself would come and save us. What are some clues that God gave to the prophets to point to the coming of King Jesus? I'm going to share some of those clues with you today, and I want you to listen closely to the clues so that when we begin to read the New Testament, you will see how those clues are found and point to Jesus. Are you ready? Are you ready to be a detective? Do you have your notepad and pen to write down the clues? Here are some clues to look for as we prepare to begin our journey through the New Testament. 
Malachi was a prophet who spoke to the Israelites, and God gave Malachi a clue. Malachi said to the Israelites, See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. God was going to send a messenger to let the Israelites know that Jesus had come. They just had to look for the messenger and listen to what he would say. I wonder who the messenger is going to be. Who would be the messenger to point to Jesus? Who would be the messenger to let the people know that the time had come, that God had arrived and sent his anointed one, King Jesus? Let's remember this clue of a messenger to come. Another clue God gave was to Adam and Eve. That's right, if we go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, there's a clue. As Adam and Eve were getting ready to leave, God gave them a clue. He actually gave the clue when he was speaking to the serpent who had deceived Adam and Eve into eating the forbidden fruit. He said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. This is a clue that lets us know that the coming king would be born of a woman and that he would crush the head of Satan, that this future offspring of Eve, that one of her great, 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 great grandchildren would be born of a woman and that he would crush the head of Satan. All right, are you ready for a really big clue? God gave the prophet Micah a clue to look for. Micah was another prophet who prophesied to the nation of Israel. And in Micah chapter 5, verse 2, he prophesies, But you, Bethlehem, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Friends, Micah gave us a clue that the coming king who would save Israel would be born in Bethlehem. That narrows it down, doesn't it? We're going to look for a future king who would come from Bethlehem. So those are three clues so far, right? That there would be a messenger to introduce and announce when he had come, that he would be born of a woman from the offspring of Eve, and that he would be born in Bethlehem. All right, let's keep going. Are you ready for another clue? God gave the prophet Isaiah a clue. Well, God gave Isaiah many clues, but we're going to look at one in particular that says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. Did you hear that? The coming king who would save Israel would be from the line of David. This means that we are looking for someone, we are looking for a Messiah who would be born as one of David's great, 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 great grandchildren. All right, let's keep going. There are more clues. Are you writing these down? Are you taking notes? We're going to want to remember these clues. Zechariah was another prophet that spoke to the Israelites. He was a prophet that spoke to the Israelites after they returned to the land of Israel to rebuild the temple and the walls of Jerusalem. And in his prophecies, he gave a clue that would let us know who the Messiah would be. He said, shout daughter of Jerusalem, see our king comes righteous and having salvation, 
gentle, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Well, you don't get more specific than that. I mean, that's a really specific clue. We now know to look for the Messiah riding on a donkey into Jerusalem. David gave the Israelites many clues in his Psalms. In Psalm 78, there is a hidden clue. David writes, O my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter hidden things, things from of old, what we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. David gave a clue that the coming Messiah would speak in parables or stories and teach truth and speak of new and exciting things to come. All right, before I give you a few more clues, let's review the new clues that we have so far. We said that the coming king would be born of the line of David. That means he would be one of David's descendants, his great, 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 great grandchild, and that he would sit on David's throne. We said that another clue is that he would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey and that he would teach the people in parables, using parables to teach the people of truths about the kingdom of God. All right. Are you ready for a few more clues? If we go back to the prophet Isaiah, we will find that he gives many clues about what would happen to the coming Messiah. In chapter 50, verse 6, he prophesied, I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Friends, we know that the coming king would be mocked and spit upon and beaten from Isaiah's prophecy. Also, Isaiah gave one of the most important clues about what would happen to the coming Messiah and why. He said, Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Truth seekers, Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years before it happened that the coming king, the future Messiah, would die a cruel death in our place to take our sins to save us. Now I'm going to leave you with one final clue. This is another clue from the Psalms that David gives to us. In Psalm 49, 15, he prophesies, But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. Did you hear that? The Messiah would not only die a cruel death, but he would be raised to life again. He would not stay in the grave, and his body would not see decay. He would rise from the dead. I mean, talk about big clues. That's a big clue to look for. All right, friends, did you get all of those clues down? Those are a lot of clues that actually are going to make it pretty easy for us to spot who this coming Messiah would be. Who is this future coming king in the line of David? Who would be born in Bethlehem? Who would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey? Who would speak in parables? Who would be spit upon and mocked at and die for our sins and then be raised to life? Well, you and I know it's Jesus. 
You and I know that it's God's son, Jesus. But the Israelites didn't know yet who was coming. They had the clues. They had the prophecies. And so they began to look and wait and look and wait and look and wait for this coming king that God had promised who would come and save them. After the temple was rebuilt and the wall had been rebuilt around Jerusalem, the people began to go back to their lives. They would offer the sacrifices at the temple. They worshiped the Lord. And yet they knew God had promised a coming king would come once again and deliver them. When would that day be? Was it just around the corner? They were waiting. They were watching. But little did they know how long they were going to have to wait. Are you ready to learn more about this King, this Messiah, King Jesus, Son of God, Savior of the world? Are you ready to know him more? Is your heart ready to receive him and all that he wants to show you? I don't know about you, but I'm ready and I'm excited to read and learn more about Jesus, the Son of God, who came and fulfilled all the prophecies of all of the prophets, all the clues that God gave. He fulfilled his promise in Jesus. He did not lie. He did not give up on his people. He did fulfill his promise and sent his son Jesus. And as we turn our eyes towards the New Testament to learn more about Jesus, the son of God, who came and lived on earth among us, my prayer is that we would encounter him with fresh eyes, with open hearts, ready to see who Jesus truly is, to know him in spirit and in truth, and to allow him to change us, that we would be changed and look more like him as we learn more about him. Let me pray with you before we go. Dear Jesus, I pray now that you would prepare our hearts to know you, to encounter you, to be found by you. I know that we will be changed as we prepare our hearts to learn about you and your life here on earth. Give us a greater revelation of you as God, as King, as Lord, and as Savior of our lives. We've been waiting for this moment. All of Israel has been waiting for this moment, looking to a future King who could save them. They were disappointed and disillusioned in their sin like so many of us are. But you, God, you offer hope, hope in the coming of a king, a heavenly king named Jesus, your son, who could do what no man could do. Our hearts are open and ready to know this King Jesus. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Before we go, I have a few reviews I'd like to read. This review comes from Charlotte. She says, hey, this is Charlotte. I'm 10 years old and I love this show. It helps me fall asleep because it helps me feel safe and helps me know that my God is with me always. I also listen to it when I'm scared or sad because it reminds me that I shouldn't be sad or afraid. God is with me. I'm on episode 94. My favorite one is David and Goliath. Please mention me in your podcast. It would mean the world to me. Love this podcast. Sincerely, Charlotte. Well, thank you, Charlotte, for that and for listening. This next review says, hi, my name is Catalina. I have a brother named Robert. We both love listening to your podcast. We listen to them every night while we sleep. I love how you make the background effects. I do remember making you a letter last time. I know this is random, but I want to tell you a joke. My friend told me I am nine years old and my brother is eight years old. And here's her joke. What bagel can fly? A plain bagel. Get it? A plain bagel can fly. 
She says, I hope you like the joke. I do. I love the joke. I learn a lot when we listen to you. Whenever I listen to you, I can understand the Bible more. Also, when I have nothing to listen to, I read my action Bible. God bless. Love, Catalina. Thank you, Catalina, for that and for the joke. This review says, Hi, Sherilyn. My name is Abel. I am five years old and I'm about to turn six in August. I live with my four-year-old sister, Teresa, my two-year-old brother, Daniel, and my baby sister, Sarah Elizabeth, who is two months old. My favorite episode is Cain and Abel. I love True Seekers because it talks about the Bible and I like your voice. Your voice is so soothing. I listen to it during quiet time or sometimes after swim class. After a while, crocodile. Thank you, Abel, for that. That was very sweet, and I love that you love the the podcast and that um, it is soothing to you. Um, she's, Mom says, thank you for making such a biblically sound podcast that is so engaging for children and adults. We have recommended it to all our friends. Thank you so much. This review says, hi, Sherilyn, my four-year-old daughter, Athelia, loves your podcast. She listens to it as often as she can, many times a day. It has painted her a really rich picture of God's love for his people. She listens to it in the morning, after lunch, and at bedtime, on top of our Bible read-alouds. Thank you for making such an accurate and engaging podcast that is capturing her heart before she can read. Her brothers are getting interested, too, age three and one. Warms a mother's heart to see children hungry for God's word. God bless bless you. And that is from Penelope. Thank you, Penelope, so much for sharing that with me. And I just love that um, she's so engaged and that it has been a blessing to your daughter. All right. This um, review was a while ago and I think I might have missed it. So I'm going to do it now. It says, hi, Sherilyn. My kids have been listening to Truth Seekers every day for the past year. And my daughter, Emma, has been wanting to write you an email for a while now. This is what she has to say. Hi, Sherilyn. My name is Emma and I have a stuffy dog named Lady and I really like True Seekers. I am so glad you finally did the story of Esther because that is my favorite Bible story. I always ask my mom to put True Seekers on and I listen to the ones about the kings. Those stories are my favorites. My brother likes David and Goliath, Goliath the best. My family recently moved to California from Toronto. I was nervous about coming to California, but then I heard you say in an episode that you had been here and that made me feel better. From Emma, five, Josiah, four, and Gabrielle, eight. Thank you for this great ministry to kids. I am grateful that you stay true to the scriptures and help the kids understand them. Blessings, Jen Francis. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Emma, for listening and for um, writing in. I appreciate that. Okay, now I definitely have to give a shout out to Seth and Haley. They left me a voice review, so I'm going to play that for you all now. Hi there, we're the Schmirlers, and we love listening to your podcast. And my son and daughter have been listening to it lately and hearing all the reviews. They wanted to reach out and say thank you for your great podcast and tell you which one's their favorite. So this is my son. My name is Sam. And how old are you? And I'm five, and I'm almost done kindergarten. What's your favorite po- po- podcast? David and Goliath. Nice. Okay, how about you? How My old are you? My name is Haley, and I'm... Um, how old are you? Um, how old are you? Three, and I love Noah, Noah, Noah's, Noah's, Ark. Noah's Ark. There you go. Thank you so much. Haley and Seth, that was so sweet. Thank you so much for leaving that voice message for me. I love it. 
This was a message sent in from Malachi um, through Facebook, and it says, My 10-year-old son Malachi wanted me to send you a message. This is the best Bible podcast I have ever heard. Thank you for doing it. So that was from his mom, Mary. So thank you, Mary, for sending that in and for Malachi um, for listening. All right, I think I'm caught up on reviews and emails now. But again, if I've missed one along the way, please don't hesitate to email me or give me a reminder. I just want to make sure everybody gets a shout out. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I look forward to our time together next week.